yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. So we begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Michael, after a cracking weekend of GA action, it's kind of hard to know where to start, but I think we're just going to go to Wexford Park. That memorable win for Wexford over Kilkenny, it was amazing. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that'd be the starting point for me anyway, definitely, yeah. It was just uh, just chatting Anna there off air, like, you'd ha- you, I don't have Sky either, and I know she doesn't either. You're going to people's houses to watch the game, it was a bit <laughs> kind of mad, and a jammed house in there, and it, it kind of represented, I suppose, what was going on down in Wexford Park as well. It just, it looked nuts, it was, you know, it was packed, jammed before, two hours before throwing, and that sort of atmosphere, I think it was funny, like at no stage did I realise that Davey wasn't on the sideline just because of the atmosphere down there. It looked absolutely crazy. And what surprised me most was how they, they actually dominated Kilkenny again. And I know Kilkenny were more ready for it this time, but they bossed affairs, they dictated it, they played the game on their terms. And it was just brilliant. The first 15 minutes was, it was at, like it was anything but pure hurling, but it was completely different than Tip and Cork, but it was... You know, bodies everywhere, flicks, hooks, lads dropping ball just because of sheer nerves, a packed kind of middle third. It was just, it was brilliant to watch. The only thing that was missing was those great sideline reactions from Davey Fitzgerald. Unfortunately, he kept cutting to that little tinted window <laughs> box, tinted. Like, which I, that was my favourite story of last week. The box within a box that they had to specially construct to house Davey Fitzgerald. And I know you've worked with him in Ireland for his families. We were kind of robbed of that great kind of Davey moment in the sidelines. But you can only imagine... Hopefully that was soundproof up there because I'd say it was in the press box maybe disturbing the guys on the radio. What did you make of it? Yeah, no, I was actually speaking to him yesterday and I'd say if he probably would have come out to the glass that during during the match, he probably would have. But I mean, it's it's a brilliant day for Wexford, not just for the players, but also for the supporters. I mean, 2008 was the last time they were in the Leinster final and you can see what it meant to them, you know, invading the pitch afterwards. But for me, I think it was the intent of, of Wexford, like what Michael was saying there about, like after the goal, the first goal when TJ Reid, I mean, it was a sublime penalty, kind of got a little bit worried. It's like, oh God, how are they going to react to this? you know five consecutive points after that like they really for me they were really geared up right from the word go I mean if there's if there's a way to take an early goal that's the way to do it and I think they kind of show that then and they maintain it throughout which is big and we don't see that from Wexford you know you'd see you'd see bits of it but what I felt is that every ball they went to they were hunting impacts great support play the tackles it was just it had everything and I was delighted for them yeah Rory I think I saw you tweeting about the magnificent performance of Lee Chin over the weekend it was just <laughs> phenomenal like I know a lot of people gave Aidan O'Shea stick for doing the toughest trade doesn't seem to have done Lee Chin any harm no well if to be fair Lee had he wasn't the greatest, greatest hockey player ever now he wasn't great <laughs> over in the ice but like Anna said when TJ buried that ball like I think the next puck out I'd never seen a ball caught lightly like up went Lee Chin like he was hang time felt like forever plucked the ball Mm. He seemed to be just throwing Kenny lads out of the way like they weren't even there. Ragdolls, like, and I, I, I've, we've all seen Lee now in the flesh. He's a fairly ripped animal now, and he showed it <laughs> yes, he was pulling lads out of his way. And 
just when you need the leader, like I just thought he won them couple of like it's not easy to pull a ball down Kilkenny, um, you know, half back him, but he did and he was he was unreal, but he's a big admirer of the man, I have to say. Yeah, David, well Park Mayo's disappointment for the moment. I know you're predominantly a football man, but did you get a bit of enjoyment out of that uh, hurling game? Without a doubt, I think everyone in the country got enjoyment out of it. It was uh, it was immense and intense and it had Davy Fitz written all over it. I I and again going back to the the Bosco in the box I do honestly think <laughs> I do honestly think that that is the way that that management should be run because every other sport works in rugby well, yeah. definitely in rugby and there's a lot more I suppose strategy involved in Gaelic football compared to rugby as such um, video analysis and having the, the screen at your hands I think doesn't Stephen Roch really think spends yeah, a lot of time half. up in the stand yeah, yeah. Uh, too much time to be honest <laughs> um, at the end at the end of the day you'd see a lot of managers that facility isn't there for for GA managers and I think it would be yeah. ideal. Because if look, if we go back to um, Jeremy Connolly's scenario as well, when it did happen, there were three Carlow players, but there was five other Carlow officials as well. So you have eight people. I don't think, and I I know personally, whatever any game of football I ever played, and then it, whatever the manager said to me, I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I was never told anything of any importance as such <laughs> from the sideline. Well, I think as well, even like I asked Davy about that, how he felt inside the box, and like. You know, you are far removed from the game, but sometimes it does give you clarity of thought and you can see things from a high level. So I mean, I'd say they'll be trying to... Unofficially, of course, he wasn't able to connect with anyone down the sideline, but, you know, oh, that's, that's unofficial. Down, oh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring in the most excited man at Wexford Park on Saturday night, John Milan's on the line with us. John, I hope you've calmed down. Well, maybe actually not too much because we want some of that enthusiasm here. <laughs> uh, you know, the Wexicans, it was a great day out. I know you, you kind of threw that phrase in at the end. What did you make of the whole occasion? It was just a fantastic, uh, fantastic day for Wexford, a fantastic day for Hurling. And look, I, I think you know, North Ireland has been put out there that it's a, it's a celebration of of uh, Kilkenny being beaten on the night. That's far from the from the truth. It's it's a celebration of of Wexford getting to a Leinster final for the first time since I think it was Anna said it two thousand and eight. Uh, and it's a celebration of of Hurling because Hurling needs the likes of Wexford. Holland needs the likes of the Wexford supporters. Well, what we those celebrations after the match, and that will that will be that will be followed on in, in the Leinster final, where I think we'll have anything up to fifty thousand in that Leinster final. I think you'll see a massive Wexford following pushing on and getting in their cars and going to Crow Park. And for me, that's what the GA is all about, and that's that's what Saturday night was all about. It was a celebration of of Wexford really coming back to the top table. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get your head around the, the turnaround in just a year. I know this time last year they got hammered by Dublin in the Leinster Championship. Davy comes in, like from your own experience in 2008, Davy came in uh, you know, halfway through a season with you guys in Waterford. Can you kind of put into words what kind of impact Davy can have when he first comes into a setup when you know maybe things hadn't been going very well? Well, I've gone on the record before in saying that he's a Jose Mourinho-type style manager. Uh He'll come in two, three-year periods. I think three years max. He'll come in and he will give results. He'll get the best out of lads. He'll push lads. And that was evidence the weekend uh, against Kilkenny. I mean, their fitness levels were were, were through the roof, uh, you know, and that was all done up in, up in Ferns over the, the winter months of October, November, December. But, you know, he's just a natural-born winner. Um, and, you know, he rubs off on other lads. You know, he's done it all. He's done, it, he's done everything in the game and... I think there's only one title that's actually eluding him from uh, picking up the clean sweep in the game, and that's a Leinster title. And um, I don't know if there's too many fellas have, have have won everything in the game in various Munster titles, league titles, Fitzgibbon cups, uh, Crystal cups, and you know here he is now. He's within seventy minutes of 
that's completing everything that that is possibly that you can possibly win within the game. And for me, that's just a, a remarkable record and a remarkable record of of, of a fantastic uh, GA man. Yeah, Michael, you mentioned the kind of the Jose Mourinho factor with Davy. Another manager, obviously, his opposite number at the weekend was Brian Cody. Interestingly, in today's Irish Independent, Brennan Cummins said, uh, you know, kind of laid a lot of the blame at Cody's feet, saying setting up his team is his blind spot and maybe he's not the manager he might have been a few years back. Do you go along with that or is it, sure, is it simply that maybe the talent isn't there from previous years? Uh, to be honest, I was surprised that there wasn't as much of a difference from that league game to the championship game. I think everybody was expecting massive changes. Like You can be complacent one day and it can be 20 minutes in and there's not really anything you can do about it. But they had the good to eight weeks to prepare for that. I didn't. I still didn't think they dealt with the sweeper that well. They have been down through the years. Um, I don't. I don't know why they didn't play the flanks a bit more. Sean Murphy still got on a load of ball, way more ball than I would have expected. And just the one-on-one battles, Wexford were still winning them. And like Rory was talking about Lee Chin, one stage there, just how much someone wanted it. I couldn't believe it. He actually just shoved Walter Walsh away to the ground with one hand at one stage. They just Wexford wanted a lot more. I was expecting to see this fired-up Kilkenny team, and we didn't see it. And yeah, tactically, like Brian. Brian has always had the best players in the game at his disposal. At the moment, he doesn't. And I just think this, the long ball approach doesn't work. They don't have these lads that are going to win the long ball anymore. And maybe, you know, a different sort of style is needed. But I think as well, even if you notice what, you know, everybody's talked about what Dave is doing now in terms of tactics. I mean, he's using even these wing backs as attackers. I mean, I thought Dermot O'Keefe was really effective. He was running up the flanks. And when you see, I suppose, when you see a half back line of a team looking for your own puck outs, I mean, you don't very rarely, I, I played wing back for years and you were told to never be under your own puck out. So they are attacking and like, that's more or less, you know, six, eight, ten attackers moving forward all the time and it did serve yeah. them well, I thought. Just on that, I've, I, like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. They showed a clip of Liam Ryan clearing a ball from 30 yards out and Simon Dunnett was cornerback standing behind him and when the ball ended up going over the bar, Simon Dunnett was on the far 21. Like they've impl- he's implemented all these new tactics and they just it just seemed to work for them. The fitness is where it all comes back mm. to though. They have this incredible fitness level. Everyone thought it would peter off after the league and the people would catch up, but they haven't caught up. These famous 26 sessions that they did in the 31 <laughs> days of January seems to be really working out, yeah. <laughs> like, what they're doing is phenomenal. Like, they're, he's implementing even football tactics in Hurling and it's working. Like, people would laugh at you if you said about actually doing this, but it is working, like. Yeah, John, do you think Davey's kind of taken a, maybe a transformative step forward in how he's managed from Clare now even into the Wexford job? Well, no, just, just, I'm just going to echo what, what, what the lad said there. The losing of the game was was Killian Buckley not going on leeching. It's as simple as that. And and I think the winning of the game, and, and I think Davey being in the box would have would have seen the whole game unfold between his eyes and he would have said to himself, well, right, leeching is not, he's, we're not getting the best out of him wing forward on Killian Buckley. Roy Grand, he was hitting a few fleas here and there, but he wasn't having any influence in the game. I was actually doing the radio himself and straight away when I see Lee Ching going over on Paddy Deegan, I said, no, no disrespect to Paddy, Paddy Deegan, he's, he's only a newcomer in the team. I said, Brian Cody and James McGarry, they've got to act fast. They've got to, they've got to push Killian Buckley uh, back onto uh, to Lee Ching. That didn't happen. And for me, I, I, said, I said it live, live. I said, for all that Brian Cody's after achieving in the game, it was fundamentally the mistake that cost him the game. Um, and Brendan Cummins highlighted today, like why they didn't put uh, Killian Buckley like for like on on Lee Chin because Lee Chin he wasn't having the influence that uh, he had in the second half because when he went in the midfield when he went on Paddy Deegan 
he just powered into the game. He got his dander up, and once his dander was up, you know, Wexford were in a strong position of pushing on to win the game. And Anna, he, Cody went with seemed to go with a few half fit players as well, like Jor Elward, maybe mm. Porrick Walsh as well. They didn't seem to be anywhere near their best. I think Richie Hogan. I, Saw some people saying he might have been carrying a knock as well. It might have explained his kind of performance. Yeah, some perplexing decisions. Yeah, and I suppose really for me, even the likes of TJ Reid, you know, not scoring for play. I mean, you know, things like that, they, they really show us was the opposition and, and what Wexford did. But one of the things for me, the statement really with, with Kilkenny was, I suppose, Conor O'Shea, you mentioned Paddy Deegan, newcomer, and also Conor O'Shea, cornerback. I mean, when Morris turned him earlier on in the second half, to me, I just thought if that was Jackie Tyrrell, would he have been turned as easy? You know, he probably would have. Yeah, he probably would have been. But I just, you know, so I suppose it's like that. It's that it's that raw intensity that you've known Kilkenny for. I didn't really see it as much. If anything, I saw it in Wexford more so. I think if Kilkenny are going forward and just qualifiers, they're the things they're going to have to look at. Just on Jerry Elward as well. I was surprised that he was taken off. I know, like, and John will know as a forward, like, the last thing you want to be doing is hitting wides or anything like that. And he hit three wides. Mm. But he was winning the ball out in front of his man and was getting time to clear. Like, if he had stayed on with the breeze in the second half, you would have imagined. They would have got more ball and more chances and would have played himself into the game. And the same with Parik Walsh. Brian is usually a, very good at giving lads chances to get themselves into the game. Yeah, and the I thought, yeah. final last year he waited a long, long time before he made changes, so that was a bit of a shift. Yeah, I was just a bit surprised that, especially with the breeze, I just thought they would have got themselves into the game a bit more. Yeah, but they had, if you think about it, inside the first 30 minutes of that game, Kilkenny had about, I think it was 14 chances and they only converted four. So, I mean, they work, you know, the, yeah. the creation of the chances was there. I just think it was their execution. And, and I suppose you'd have to look at Wexford, were they being allowed? Yeah, there was one Kilkenny guy who really stood up, Rory. Colin Fanley was absolutely sensational. Like, every ball that went his way, he grabbed it. He was halted at the ground. I know, you know, football gets a lot of stick mm. for being cynical and negative, like <laughs> yeah. black card and hurling. Yeah. Have we, that, exactly. we hit that stage yet, Rory? But it, I suppose, like Michael said, like, it just came down to the hunger. Like, you remember the Kilkenny teams in the 90s, like, they were never bet, like, and they were always there, like, and it was always physical. Like you said, they just, when would you ever see the Kilkenny football? back on turn like that and there was a chance um, was it in the second half with a one to one I don't know what Kilkenny forward it was and he had his idea was turn and put it into net and said he just panicked mm-hmm. and I was saying his son name Eddie Brennan would have just cool as he liked turning back in the net and just like we still don't know how good Wexford are because Kilkenny that's not the Kilkenny you know of like so many other stalwarts weren't on song so can you write them off yet? Yeah, I don't think so with the names that they have there in the paper. They're not dead and buried yet, but Wexford, it, it was all about them and it came down to the heart like class. Yeah, John, I, Rory, you said there, how good is this Wexford team? Like, you know, they're playing, well, Galway are awfully, most likely Galway and Leinster final will be a tough game. Like, what's the ceiling on this Wexford team? You know, the danger would be getting such a big win that could end up being the kind of highlight of their championship. So it'll be tough for Davy to make sure they keep going. Yeah, well, look, I worked down at Wexford too, and it's 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 gone absolutely crazy down there. Uh, and you know, it's, it's from here for the next three weeks is is trying to keep the lads grounded. Um, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna grow from that win. Um, the only worry I would have is that you know, Kilkenny, you know, they created a chance they they could have had four or five goals if 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 they had their shooting boots on. Um, might be a small bit worried about the full back line. Uh, you know, I'd be. Dave, if I was Davey, I'd be anxious to get this uh, Damian Rick back. I think this lad is a, is a dinger of a player. But he'll have more options. He'll have David Dunn to come back. And there's a there's a real sharp shoot that coming up. He's only 18 years of age, Rory O'Connor. Uh, he could see action. But, you know, on the flip side of that, you're looking at Kilkenny and you're saying, where did Kilkenny go from here? Uh, you know, the draw, you know, if they're in the, if they're in the, the, the qualifier draw previous years, you'd be saying, oh, Jesus, you know, I'll be hoping you, you to avoid Kilkenny. But, you know, if you were a Tipperary now or a Limerick or the losers of Waterford and, and, and Cork the weekend 
And you know, if you're looking for to re-energise our season or to get a kickstart, you'd be nearly looking to, to draw Kilkenny, get a big win under your belt. Um, because for me, I think uh, they're like they're nearly like Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know, boxing in the eighties. You know, he's, he's on the ropes and he's on the ropes. And I think all he needs to be needs needs, needs to happen now is, is for someone to come and knock him out. Yeah, again, obviously, I, I don't know if it's appropriate for a host to give his opinion, but I really can't see any way Kilkenny get back into a meaningful position in this championship the way things look at the moment. If you're Brian Cody, what do you say to the team now? What do you or what do you look to to build your way back in? Yeah, and um, you'd have to say though, in Kilkenny's defence, they have a lot of those stars that are there, and they have come back from times like these, you know. And like, I think it's unfair to completely write them off because they do have the talent, they have the experience, and they have the composure. Okay, certainly it didn't go according to plan, but I wouldn't necessarily write them off. I don't know personally would I be too um, comfortable in, in facing against them now that they are a wounded animal because it can go one of two ways. Like you said, Richie Hogan didn't necessarily play well. TJ Ray was more or less held. Like Michael Finley's presence, I think, was really missed around the middle of the field. Conal and Fenley constantly, like constantly was a torn on their side. And I think, you know, had things got a different way, he could have actually caused a few more goals, like John said there. So I don't necessarily think they're down and out. A lot of those players you think in Cody's reign, this is only the third time in like since 99 that Kilkenny isn't going to be in a Leinster Championship. That doesn't happen unless you've talked quality players. Okay, they mightn't have the strength and depth on the line, but I still think there's better days in this Kilkenny team. But in, but in, in saying that though, Will, would you fear playing him? You wouldn't fear playing him. Um, but you have... I think, I, I think, I think within that Kilkenny camp, there's going to be an awful lot of doubts, and um, doubts that you've never seen before. And the bookies don't get it too too long. I mean, they're eight to one. When was the last time we seen mm. Kilkenny eight to one to push on and win the All Ireland? If I was in a Tipperary camp or a Limerick camp or a Cork camp, you know, you wouldn't fear playing playing this Kilkenny team. So you must think Waterford are going to beat Cork next weekend if you're already throwing Cork into the qualifiers, John. You've been caught out. Yeah. What's that? I said you must, you must think Waterford are going to beat Cork next weekend if you've already put Cork into the qualifiers. Well, look, it's it's going to be another... It's, it's a bit similar to bit similar to Saturday night's game. I think it's going to be a tight, tight game. I think it's it's going to be one around the middle third, middle third in that area, that bit of physicality. Um, I don't think it's going to be a 15-on-15 15 15 game. I think, you know, Waterford will probably go with the sweeper the way Wexford went with the sweeper. I think they'll, they'll try and close down the spaces of the Carl forward line. And I think the game will be won and lost in that middle third, uh, a bit similar to Saturday night where I think Wexford overpowered Kilkenny in that middle third area. And uh, I think that's where the game will be won and lost this Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us, John. Really appreciate it. No bother.